Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime. And you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to his word proclaimed. Oh God, we thank you for how great you are. And Lord, we know how great you are just because of your love for us and how you continue to provide for us even in difficult and tough times. We know you're great because you have promised us many things. You've given us your son. You've given us your spirit. So as we continue to learn and as we continue to grow, allow your spirit to live in us so that we may be your faithful disciples. So Lord, we pray now that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Well, we are in the middle of our series called Encounter the Spirit, and I hope that you have had opportunities to to see the Holy Spirit work in your life and and, and move and, and breathe in you so that you can then share God's love and, and grace with others. So as we get started this morning, I, I have a question for you. I want you to think about who was your favorite teacher. Who was your favorite teacher? I know for some of you that answer may pop up immediately uh, as, as, it does, as it does for me. You know, I, I remember uh, teachers that I had all the way back through elementary school. It's so funny. Uh, I did a, a social media post, a Facebook post uh, last night about drawing a star. And it, it, the way that I'm doing it now is not the way that I say that I do it, which is funny. Uh, but uh, that made somebody from my elementary school comment and just how, how come I did it wrong? And Tracy was telling me, asking me how come I did it wrong too. But it was all of that, that remembering of, of the teachers that we had that, that helped build who we are. One of the events that uh, I was just so disheartened that I had to miss this year because of everything going on with uh, COVID-19 is the Royce City ISD Education Foundation's Top Dog event. And uh, Tracy and I, we've been able to attend that event for the past uh, three years. And you know, always look forward to it because the food that the uh, culinary uh, arts classes make is just always amazing. The, the jazz band, when they play, is great. But, but the thing that I love the most about the uh, Top Dog event is to hear how teachers have impacted the lives of students in RISD. And, and the stories and, and the uh, passion and, and just the camaraderie that, that teachers have with uh, their students is, is, is so remarkable and, and just such a great, uh, great thing to see because it, it shows how important teachers are in our lives. You know, I, ha- I had two particular teachers in, in my life that 
were uh, very instrumental in, in, in my life. One was my uh, second great teacher, Miss Pat Day. Um, she was just this gruff woman who you did not want to cross. And, uh, I, but I loved her, I loved her. She uh, just ha had this spark about her that, that made me want to learn. And, and, and one of the funniest stories about Miss Day was that she would, um, I don't want to say intimidate her students, but, but, but she would let us know quite early that, that she was the one in control of her classroom. And one of the ways that she would do that, she would walk up to our, our desk. We had the little portable desk that sat in front of us that had the little click doors that you could write on and everything. And she would come up and she would look in our desk and if it was messy, she would grab the bottom of the desk and she would flip it up and dump everything out on the floor so we would clean it up. So one day, I, I, I loved that she was able to do that. That was just so amazing. So one day I asked her, Miss Day, my desk is messy. Can you dump it for me? And she looked at me like I was crazy. And she said, okay. So she dumped the desk for me. And then all the other boys in the classroom, Miss Day, Miss Day, my, my, my desk is a mess too. So she went around and dumped pretty much every single desk in that room. But that built a relationship with her. When I was in sixth grade, we had a uh, science fair. And me and uh, my best friend at the time, Mike Carell, we made a, um, a volcano. A paper mache volcano. It was beautiful. It, it stood up really, really high. And uh, on the day of the science fair, Mike and I decided to name the volcano Mount St. Day because Miss Day, we would all say that she always would blow her top, you know, and we know that she loved her, but just to see the look on her face when we gave her the volcano just, just spoke to us, you know, it, it showed that love and, and, and care that she had for us as her students. The other, the other uh, teacher that still holds a, a, a dear place in my heart is uh, Doug Riney, who was my choir teacher in high school. We had a, a different choir teacher my uh, freshman and sophomore year in, in high school. And then my junior and senior year, Doug Riney took over. And, and he really helped grow in me a, a love for, for music and, and for, for choral singing so much that uh, when I decided to stop being an athletic training major, I uh, changed to music education. And, 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 and D Doug Riney, Mr. Riney was able to get me into uh, Fringe University uh, to, as, a, as a scholarship singer for them and that's where I ended up getting my, uh, my music education degree. I'm sure if we were to go around and we had an opportunity to, to like list uh, the different uh, teachers on, on Facebook, we would have a long list of those teachers that, that, that spoke to us and, and, and helped guide us and lead us. So that brings us to our topic for today's message is that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And this is a reminder that, that we have received through, through Jesus as, as he uh, is talking to his disciples in John chapter 14, verses 25 through 27. I want you to listen and hear how Jesus is reminding us that the Holy Spirit will come to be our teacher. 
He says, all this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all the things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Peace. I leave with you. My, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When I read that scripture, there's a phrase that sticks out to me. And, and that's what we're going to kind of hone in on here during this time. Is that the phrase that sticks out is that the Holy Spirit will teach you all things and remind you everything that I have said to you. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things and remind you everything that I have said to you. So there are two tasks there that when we look at who the Holy Spirit is and how, how the Holy Spirit moves in, in each and every one of our lives, there, there's the teaching aspect of our lives and then there is the reminding aspect of our lives. The Holy Spirit reminds us more of the entire story that, that we live in as followers of Jesus Christ. And sometimes it's easy for us to think that the story of Jesus and the story that we follow begins when Jesus is born in Bethlehem, but, but that whole story begins a whole lot farther back, centuries upon centuries upon centuries. That's why we have the, the Hebrew scriptures, or, or what we call the Old Testament, and we have the New Testament. And when we take a look at what happens within the work of the, the New Testament, we see that it helps remind us of a God who has been active and, and working in the lives of God's people ever since the beginning of time. One of the best examples that we see of this is a story that happens in the book of Acts around chapter 7. There is a, a, a new disciple that has been lifted up named Stephen. And, and Stephen has been doing work with the disciples, helping take care of, of the widows and the orphans, and, and he gets arrested. And, and he's taken to the Sanhedrin to, uh, to dole out his, his punishment. And, and while he is there, Stephen is then filled with the Holy Spirit for the, for the purpose to remind those in the Sanhedrin, and also to help remind us here and now that, that the work of God isn't something that is just happening right now, but it is something that has happened before. It, it, it's a reminding nature of, of what the Holy Spirit does with Stephen. Stephen starts speaking to the Sanhedrin, and he tells the entire story of the Israelites' history going all the way back to, to Abraham, and then, and then moving through the time of slavery within Egypt and the work that Moses did with God to help free the slaves from, from Egypt and move them into the promised land, mentioning uh, Joshua. And then he gives a, a warning to talking about David and, and how David was there to, to help be, uh, be the king of, of Israel and then Solomon, and they started to fall away. 
and, and he goes and gives these words from, from uh, Isaiah saying that, that the temple was built for the glorification of God, but that is not where God lives. God lives in the entire world. And, and when Stephen says these words, the Sanhedrin goes nuts. And, and, and they take Stephen out and they stone him. But see, that was that part of, of the reminding them. It's reminding them and reminding us that, that this story isn't just a story that starts right now. It is a story that has lived on and on and on. But another task that the Holy Spirit does is that the Holy Spirit helps to teach us. And, and one of the most informative and best ways that the Holy Spirit teaches us is when we have times of weakness. Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 27 says this, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. You see, when, when we are weak, when, when we are, are down and, and heavy laden and, and, and bent out of shape, the Holy Spirit is there to help us within our weakness. In other words, we could say the Holy Spirit is there to help teach us how to move through these times of, of difficulty and, and, and burden. And my friends, I hate to sound like a broken record, but we are in a time in our life right now where I think we are so busy rushing forward and trying to do things on our own that we forget to take time to stop and listen to what the Holy Spirit is calling us to do. We're, we're like those people who, who are just trying really hard to fight on our own will and our own power that we, we fail to stop and listen to hear God's call in our lives at this time. You know, the best way for us to answer or, or to listen to the teaching of the Holy Spirit is to stay teachable. To, to understand and know that we do not know it all, and we will never know it all, but we always have something that we can learn from God. And the most important way that we can learn that, and the most way that we can take that and be a part of our lives is that we must begin where we are. One of the dangers or, or the problems that I had when I started this series was thinking that people feel like they know everything that there is about the Bible. And my friends, I don't know everything there is to know about the Bible. I'm still learning, and I want to learn. So the, the best thing for us to do as followers of Jesus Christ is to begin where you are. You know, we talked about how the Holy Spirit has been promised to us and how the Holy Spirit is a gift and now that the Holy Spirit comes to us right here and right now where we are and guides us and leads us into deeper knowledge of who Jesus is and, and the impact of Jesus is in our lives. And the Holy Spirit helps us grow just like our teachers helped us grow as, as we were in their classrooms. 
but we also must take time to be still. One of my favorite passages in Scripture is that Scripture that says, Be still and know that I am God. See, sometimes we want to move so fast. At least I know I do. I want to move so fast. It was so funny just to tell a little bit of a backstory about something that happened here in the sanctuary before worship got started. Uh, Jared is putting together all of our videos and it does a great job with that. Although the, 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 the Father's Day video I put together, so there were some sound issues there because I didn't give it to him to, to tweak and everything. But before the service started, Jared wasn't here yet. I was working on the computer and I was loading something into a pro presenter to go over the thing. And I said, oh, the video's crooked. I guess I need to, to, to switch the video out. And I started to, to, to do things on the screen and everything. And Dean Gilkinson, I hear his voice in the side saying, Chris, Google it. What? Google. Oh, no, I can do it. Chris, Google it. You don't know how to do it. And I stopped. And I went to Google. And then Jared showed up so I could let the guy who actually knows what to do can take care of it. But see, we want to move so fast because we think that we can fix anything and everything that's going wrong in the world right now, but the matter of fact, we can't. We have to stop and listen for God's leading and, and moving in this world around us. And the best way that we do that is to listen for nudges, to listen for the, these little moments that help nudge us into the right direction. One of the most famous nudging stories in scriptures also happens in, in, in the book of Acts where, where Philip is kind of sitting there and wondering what direction he goes and he hears this nudge from the angel of the Lord saying, rise and go to the south, to the road that goes down to Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. So Philip went up and went. And, and as he goes, he, he sees this Ethiopian in a chariot, and, and he see, hears that this Ethiopian is, is reading from the scroll of Isaiah, and Philip asks, do you know what you're reading? And the Ethiopian says, how in the world am I supposed to know if nobody explains it to me? And Philip gets up on the chariot, and he starts to explain what is written in the scripture, and, and the Ethiopian becomes baptized, and and, and as church history continues to talk about this Ethiopian, it started a, a movement of God in Ethiopia to where the gospel of Jesus Christ spread through there. See, my friends, I think most of the time we expect the Holy Spirit to make this big, giant, loud noise for us to follow. But matter of fact, I think what, what the Holy Spirit does, he teaches us through gentle nudges. To, to allow us to have the opportunity to stop and listen, to hear what God is calling us to do. So that leads us to our exercise this week. What I would like you to do is something that our uh, small group that we're doing on Wednesdays uh, with Encounter the Spirit at, at 10 o'clock in the morning and at 6.30 tonight is, is, is really taking the opportunity to, to answer two separate questions. And these two separate questions, I think, helps open ourselves up so that we can hear God moving in our lives. 
The first one is, how is it with your soul? How is it with your soul? That, that, that's a good Wesleyan question. That's one of the questions that John Wesley has all of his band uh, and class meetings start with. How is it with your soul? How, how can you check in with somebody or with God and to say, this is where my soul is right now? And then the second question is how or where have you encountered the Holy Spirit? Where have you encountered the Holy Spirit? Because I honestly believe that the Holy Spirit speaks to us every single day. Sometimes we're just too busy or, or we have so much noise in our lives around us that, that we just fail to take the opportunity to hear. So, so what are the nudgings of the Holy Spirit in your life? How can you use those nudgings to help you grow deeper in love with the God who loves and cares so deeply for us. So take five minutes at the end of the day and answer those questions. You know, uh, say it with your spouse. Say it uh, with your family around the table. Uh, say it with a, a good friend that you can call or, or FaceTime or, or whatever. Just take an opportunity to check in with someone and share what is going on in your soul's and how you have encountered the Holy Spirit today. And I'll challenge you all. I'm going to post something on Facebook about this. And, and it, when you feel a nudge of the Holy Spirit, notice how I said, when you feel a nudge of the Holy Spirit, because I know that you will, share that with us so that we can encourage one another and so that we can then continue to move in our relationship with God to grow as his disciples. Let us pray. Oh God, as we continue to grow and move, as we continue to be faithful to the call that you have placed on each and every one of us, we pray that you allow us to start where we are. You know, some of us are, are beginners when we are, are thinking about the faith that we live in. Some of us have been followers of Jesus Christ all of our lives. But it doesn't matter where we start. The Spirit still has more to teach us. The Spirit still has more to, to guide us and to lead us. So help us to, to begin where we are and be still and just to listen for nudges. Listen for ways that you continue to encourage us and to guide us to be faithful disciples of yours. Lord, help us to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that when people hear or see or, or interact with us, they see you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.